1: Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: That's right. It is the Odd Couple, Chris Broussard, Bucky Brooks. And we are in the final week of our Summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes. We've had two winners so far that have taken home a set of four brand-new tires. Congratulations to Anthony K. of Huntingburg, Indiana, and Nelson L. of Roswell, Georgia. And one last winner is still up for grabs. Our third winner will be picked on Sunday. He can win a set of four tires plus installation taxes and fees. It's all valued at up to $1,500. You can enter daily at foxsportsradio.com. You can do it every single day and you get a fresh new entry each of those days, which means an additional chance to win and it is free to register. So to enter and get the rules during this final week of the sweepstakes, visit foxsportsradio.com. It's all sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We got Baseball Justice with the two-time World Series champion David Justice coming up at the bottom of this hour. You don't want to miss that. But until then, we will continue the football talk. But first of all, of course, you can end off off this hour. It is a trash-talking Tuesday. That means, Bucky, they get 30 to 40 seconds – to trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. They, you can even trash Bucky Brooks if you like. Or me. Or Rob Parker, or whoever. Y- you trash anyone or anything. Uh, rumor has it. You know, I have my ear to the streets, Bucky. I hear Rob Parker might be calling in to trash you, so we'll we'll see if that's the case. Oh, I but, know Rob uh, Parker.
4: I know Rob Parker's not gonna call in. I know he doesn't have <laughs> enough courage to call in. I know he doesn't want any of this.
2: But, yes, you get 30 to 40 seconds to trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. So you can hit us up at 877-99 on Fox. But before then, we're going to get to the NFL. And the um, story of the day yesterday, Bucky, was that the Indianapolis Colts have given Jonathan Taylor and his agent permission to go out and talk to other teams and seek a trade. Uh, they are asking reportedly for a first-round pick or the equivalent, uh, you know, meaning several lower-round picks. And I got to be honest, but look, I like Jonathan Taylor. I think he is a top back in the league. But I think that the running back market is so depressed that I honestly don't think they're going to trade him. I, I think this is kind of like what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson when they told him, you know, you can go out there and, and check out the market. And he did, and he found out, you know, that the Ravens weren't the only ones that weren't going to give him $250 million fully guaranteed. And, of course, he ends up signing with the Ravens for less. Now, he got a great deal, but less than he initially was thinking. Um, And I think this is similar. I think the the Colts are thinking, look, all right, He thinks we're the only ones who won't give him this long-term deal. Let him get out there on the market and see what happens. And then, you know, they think they can get him back. This is my thought. So I think he's going to end up playing for the Colts. I think when you look at the ankle injury, last year, you know, he wasn't bad, four and a half yards of carry, but it wasn't up to what he had done in his first two years. And, of course, he gets hurt. And then you look at on top of giving up draft picks and stuff for him, you also are going to have to, you know, he's going to want a long-term contract somewhere mm-hmm. in the range of 12 to 15 million a year. And I don't see a team doing that. So, because you're going to inherit the same problems that the Colts have right now, as far as him not being happy, if he doesn't get that deal. So that's my take on it. I I, I would love it to be different for Taylor. I think what's happening to running backs is unfortunate, but it is happening and it is real and that's how I see this thing playing out, Bucky.
4: Yeah, so I mean the, the the challenge that you have if you're Jonathan Taylor is just that what the market the market has kind of put out there. So the market has put out there that unless you're Christian McCaffrey um, or Alvin Kamara, you're not going to get that kind of money. That 16, 17 million dollar at running back annually is not coming. The market and would is going they to be, even
2: it, get that at this point? You know, that I don't know. They, a few yeah, years because,
4: ago, yeah. I know because when when Christian McCaffrey signed his deal, he was immediately hurt there. After prior to that, yep. he had been solid. He had been a member of the thousand, 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 one, 1 hundred club, where he had a thousand yards, hundred receptions, thousand rushing yards, thousand receiving yards, all of those things. Because you have to be a factor in the passing game. Well, what has happened for your traditional running backs, you guys that do it primarily on the ground, Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry and those guys, you're talking about 10 to $12 million is kind of the range. And you just have to understand that's what the market bears out. And for Jonathan Taylor, I think the frustration is Jim Irsay seems adamant. He ain't going to pay him regardless. Like Regardless of what you do, I appreciate your service. You're making $4 million this year. After that, we're moving on. Yep, the yep. trick will be – what are the Colts trying to get in return for Jonathan Taylor? Because if they don't value him willing to sign him to a long-term deal, then how much are they thinking that they're going to get back? If they're demanding the a the first-round pick, I can see the frustration. Like, wait a minute, you think I'm worth a first-round pick, but you don't want to pay me the money. What is it? Uh, I think they will look at maybe getting something similar to what the Niners gave gave up to get McCaffrey, second and third and fourth-round picks, a collection of them that may be add up to a first-round pick in value, but I think it'd be hard-pressed to get a first-round pick.
2: Do you see, like, if you are put on your GM hat, uh, you are in the front office, <sighs> Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, and um, who am I, Derrick Henry, four best running, running backs in the league last year. None of them made the playoffs. If you're running another team... Are you, and you know what you have to give up and what he's going to want long-term, are you signing up for that? Like, there's been talk about Miami. And he's be- Taylor is better than Mostert, Raheem Mostert, and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. But, Jeff, those guys are pretty good. I mean, they're, they're good enough, particularly when you have that receiving core and you're going to be throwing the ball a lot. And they've shown in the past they can run the ball well and help a team go deep into play. Heck, they help the Niners get to the Super Bowl. So, I just, are, are, do you think if you're running another team, are you signing up for that?
4: Depends on how good the quarterback is. My belief is the better the quarterback, the lesser the need to have an A-level running back. The more mediocre the quarterback, the more important it is to have an A-level running back to offset the pressure. So, in every situation, and a lot of it depends on how do you value the quarterback. Some of the questions or, the, I guess, the the bewilderment when it came to the New York Giants sign, signing Daniel Jones to his blockbuster deal. If you ask defensive coordinators, are you most concerned with Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley? They always say Saquon Barkley. If you look at how that team functioned, Saquon Barkley was the the, the straw that stirred the drink more so than Daniel Jones, even though Daniel Jones was better. But remember, he only had 15 touchdowns and five right. interceptions. <laughs> it wasn't like he was killing them you know, through, right. through the air. And so a lot of it depends on... That and running backs will be frustrated. It's just been proven time and time again that you can find uh, you can find guys, and there's a surplus of running backs on the market that can give you yep. spot duty. And even though I'll say there's a huge difference between a running back that can get you fifteen hundred and a thousand, how much are you willing to compensate for that difference between good and great? That's where the running back market is. People are not willing to pay um, premium prices for great when they can pay bargain basement prices for good. And so until that changes, running backs are going to be stuck in the middle.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And obviously when we were coming up, the running back was the glory and glamour position. And so this is hard for people to wrap their heads around running backs being essentially the lowest paid position in the league outside of kickers and punters. Uh, But, I, I think it began, Bucky, when, you know, teams start going to two running backs. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the bell cows became few and far between the guy that was going to be the one running back the whole game, Ally Derrick Henry, get you 20 to 25 carries a game. When that started decreasing, obviously their value started decreasing. The passing game has become more prominent with the rules changes as well, and there's always been positions that weren't paid in value. It was usually a center or a guard, and I shouldn't say value, but, you know, where they didn't over pay a ton of money for, um, and we didn't really think much about, hey, that's just is what it is. That's the position you play. Well, now that it's hit running back, I, it's not fair, because that's the one position where in many cases, probably most cases, by the time, Bucky, they get through that rookie deal, and then when you could franchise them for another year or two, like by that time, almost all of them are have seen their better years. There's a few, you mm-hmm. look at an Emmett Smith, a Walter Payton, a handful that had long, great careers. But even some of the Hall of Famers, after that, in that by that seventh year, they were their best days were behind them. And I I would love to say, man, they should change the rules and and enable a running back to be able to get, you know, out of that deal after two or three years. But I don't – I can't – it's hard to see them doing that for one position, and I think they'll look at it like, you know what, again, this is how it was for centers or guards or safeties at one point. Now it's just come to your doorstep. So you got to deal with it.
4: It, um, Unfortunately, that that is what it is. And what we're seeing – and look, it's a market shift in a few different positions – uh, what we're seeing, and I'm using the $20 million club as kind of the line of demarcation, meaning the $20 million club is what used to be quarterback money. And the positions that are clocking over $20 million are as follows. Um, you have the quarterbacks that are on their own category. Yeah. You have receivers who are making $20 million or more. You have pass rushers who are making $20 million or more. And by pass rushers, I mean inside and outside. So edge right. rushers and defensive tackles that have sack ability. They're getting their money. You have premier pass protectors, your left tackles, I mean, your top tackles, and some of your guards are over that. But Chris, that's it. You only have two cornerbacks that are making 20 million or more. Everybody else falls outside of that. So unless you are a passer, a playmaker, meaning a wide receiver, um, a pass protector, a tackle, or a pass run, you're not getting big money. That's just what it is. It's a passing league, and they're paying people that impact the passing game on offense and defense.
2: Now, do you um, think that – because we had – I can't remember who our guest was. It was was Sean King, former quarterback. You remember he played at Tulane Mm -hmm. in college. He brought up a great point. He said they should – and I've said this for years, that I I think – but I get quarterback is the number one position. But – and it's the most important, and it's incredibly difficult. I think it's probably the most – personally, I think it's the most difficult thing to do in sports uh, is play quarterback at a high level. But I do think that the gap between what quarterbacks make and what everybody else makes, I think it's too big. Because mm-hmm. as great as the quarterback is, he can't do much without a great – a good offensive line in most cases or receivers or whatever – Um And what do you think of the notion of paying players not by position but how great they are? If Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league, then he can make more than, say, some of these lower-level starting quarterbacks. Now, what do you think about that? And is the reason maybe it isn't happening now or won't happen, is it the franchise tag? Is that why the league essentially goes by position versus just quality of the player regardless of position?
4: Yeah, the franchise tag certainly sets the standard for uh, what you can max out at because the franchise tag is the average of the top five players at a given position. And so until you get an uptick in uh, the players at your position making high, high, high dollar, then the tag value doesn't go up. And so what smart general managers doing this is what happens with running backs. So let's say the tag for running backs is $10 million. Well, they're saying, okay, if I tag you twice, it's $10 million plus the next year has to be 120%. Okay, so now it goes to 11, maybe $12 million. Okay, so that's two-year $22 million. I know what that is if I put you on a TramTask tag. So if I'm going to give you a deal, I'm not going to go much above that because that's what it is. And so you have the option of maybe signing a two-year 24, million, $26 million deal or playing on the tag. But I'm not going to pay you $30 million when I know I have you on a on a franchise tag at two years at that money. And so that's what happens, and that's what the thing is. And we saw it when Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and those guys were willing to play on the the franchise tag. The franchise tag kind of sets the floor for where the negotiation begins, just like with Lamar Jackson. When you can tally up those franchise tags two or three, you know, okay, well, here's where I have to be because at a minimum on the franchise tag, I'm getting this money. The negotiation – starts at where the franchise tag ends. Mm.
2: All right. That's Bucky Brooks dropping that knowledge. We got plenty more. I I cannot wait, Bucky, to hear your thoughts on this next thing, the quarterback situation in San Francisco. That is next. Keep it locked. It's the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy
3: football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. It starts fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike
5: Harmon and me, Dan Byer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
6: Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles.
0: And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
2: All right, it is the odd couple live from the tirerack.com studios. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi policy discount. By combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more, all your protection in one place, bundle and save at Progressive.com. Bucky Brooks was doing his little two-step to the intro music. I'll say this. You definitely dance better than Rob. You definitely oh. dance better. <laughs> Come on, you
4: know that now. You know, you
2: know Rob. You know Rob, You know Rob's not gonna be able to do
4: anything. He ain't gonna be able to put an old two step on it.
2: Yeah. All right, Bucky. This is what I want to hear from you. And I unfortunately, I don't know, we got about six minutes, maybe. Um I I am on board with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying he's like a great quarterback, but I think he's a good quarterback. And he took made the most I mean, he was. He did everything you could ask for last year. Um, beat Tom Brady in his first ever start. Just just going against the GOAT, that's got to be a challenge. And he did it. Um, threw for 300-plus yards, three touchdowns in his first playoff game. Won two playoff games. Um, had the highest QB rating in the league in his nine games. So, I'm fine with them starting him. I would have, if I were running the Niners, he would have entered camp as my QB1. Would have been a little comp where, you know, if he looks bad and they look great, he could lose it. But generally would have had him penciled in as my starter. But where are you at on Trey Lance? I even have to admit, he hasn't really gotten much of a shot. You can say he didn't make the most out of, I don't know, the four games he played or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I do think he obviously didn't impress them in practice. Um, some guys are just gamers. They say Brock Purdy hadn't been great in practice this year or even last year. But do you think that they are mishandling the Trey Lance situation uh, or are you good with the way things have worked out?
4: I mean, things have worked out just the way that they have. Unfortunately for Trey Lance, Trey Lance has had injuries. You know, he hasn't had an opportunity to really play. But, I mean, those those things, you aren't guaranteed those things. Like, just because you come in as the third overall pick, yes, pole position, you should come in. You expect to be the franchise quarterback. Things happen. Jimmy Garoppolo continued to play. Well, Trey Lance got hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo comes back. They have success. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Brock Purdy has an opportunity. Brock Purdy keeps this team rolling, takes his team to the NFC Championship game, has an injury in the NFC Championship game. And so if you're the coaches, you're looking at the situation where you have a young quarterback who has played well. You want to continue to ride the hot hand. And the best teams and organizations are able to separate playing time decisions from what the compensation level is. Right. Whatever you paid the player to bring the player into the organization, that doesn't matter when it comes to who plays it shouldn't matter it's about who's the best player for your team who has performed the performance and the production should matter more so than the compensation and so Brock Purdy has outperformed Trey Lance now everyone on the outside is saying well you got an issue because he was the third overall pick you invested all these resources it didn't work out here's the thing and we should really look at the Russell Wilson situation the Seattle Seahawks paid money for Matt Flynn to come over as a free agent to be their starting quarterback. Russell Wilson outplayed him. They go to a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls with Russell Wilson. We don't hear people talk about how much they paid Matt Flynn to be their free agent quarterback. The only thing your job is to do as an executive is get the position right. And so they got the position right if Brock Purdy continues to play like that. So all the money that goes to Trey Lance, it doesn't matter. It should be looked at as the position. How much did we pay the position to get it? What is the performance coming from the position? And they got it right right now with Brock Purdy. It doesn't look good, but it's right.
2: I I agree with you. I mean, you can't – Rob has said this. Joe Dumars, who you know led the Pistons as a GM Mm -hmm. to a championship, he says always it's not about being right. It's about getting it right. And – Regardless of where you drafted Trey Lance and what you gave up, you're still a contender right now. You might win that Super Bowl anyway, but it'll be with Brock Purdy, who you didn't, you know, obviously aren't paying much anyway. But so let's let's assume, let's say Darnold, Sam Darnold beats out Trey Lance. And we got about two minutes for your answer. Let's say mm-hmm. he beats out Trey Lance. Um, and I don't know if that means they're going to trade him, if they keep him as a third quarterback or what. But what I know you don't have a crystal ball, but can you what do you see as the future if indeed Darnold becomes the backup? What do you see as the future for Trey Lance? Will another team take a shot at him?
4: Eventually, some another team will take. Right now, it's prohibitive for a team to trade for him because again, San Francisco 49ers, I think he has 10 million in guarantees five million this year, five million next year. So, no matter what the San Francisco 49ers do, they got to pay him 10 million dollars. And so. What you continue to do is, look. Whatever the mistake is from the evaluation standpoint, we got to own it. We have to eat. We continue to develop him. Who knows how this thing may circle around? They didn't know that Brock Purdy was going to be the deal. Who's to say that Brock Purdy gets hurt, Sam Donald gets hurt, Trey Lance goes in, and say Trey Lance finally plays to his potential? Then what? So you just keep him around. You keep working with him. You keep hoping that he develops. And when his time comes, if it comes in San Francisco, you give him his opportunity. If not. You have to keep them at least this year and possibly next year, and then you move on from it. It is what it is. We've seen a number of first-round picks not work out. It's just one of those you chalk up to experience, and you move on.
2: All right. That's Bucky Brooks dropping that knowledge. We got baseball justice with David Justice up next as we switch to the MLB. But first,
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. i mean, I you. It's time for baseball justice on the Odd Couple.
5: You're gonna get your feelings hurt,
3: man. With former MLB slugger David Justice.
5: Here's Justice, deep to right center, way, behind, way, behind, way, way.
3: Court is now in session. All right, we welcome in the
2: two-time World Series champion David Justice. David, what's up, brother? Chris, Chris, what's happening, man? How you doing, brother? I'm great. And we got Bucky Brooks in for Rob Parker. Hey, Bucky. What's up, Bucky? <laughs> what's up, Dave? All up? right. Let, let's start out there on the left coast, uh, Dave. The Dodgers, they won 11 straight games recently. Basically, they're going to submit another NL West crown. You were a part, when you played with Oakland at the end of your career, you were a part of a 20-game winning streak with the A's. And when a team is on a streak like that, do the players find themselves getting more or less anxious from game to game?
8: Oh, less anxious. Less anxious. Mm. Actually, when we were on that streak, Chris, uh, in 2002, we really weren't even thinking about the streak. We were just going out and playing good baseball every day. And But what it showed you and what it showed us with Oakland, because I, I remember giving a team speech the guys and i was telling them fellas i played on a lot of great teams the braves the indians the yankees none of those teams accomplished what this team was able to accomplish i did it the reason why i had that meeting was to show them what they were capable of when you play like that it's just confirmation to your team that when we when we pitch well when we play solid defense and when we get the timely hitting, this is the type of team that we have. The Dodgers, man, the Dodgers are a great team, but we have gotta remember one thing, Chris: all roads lead through the ATL, though, brother. I'm just letting you know that <laughs> this year. All right, it's looking like that, but it's less pressure though. We don't, we didn't even think about the streak. We just kept playing baseball day by day and, and playing and playing and playing the way we played, and it, it, it just. It happened, brother, but that was a hell of an accomplishment for that 2002 uh, Oakland A's thing.
4: Look, man, we're talking about hot streaks. Up in the Pacific Northwest, the Mariners won seven straight entering Tuesday's action. They're just two games back of the Rangers in the NL. Are the Mariners a legitimate threat to win a division and make some noise in the postseason?
8: Hey, brother, Seattle is right there. And this is the time of year, fellas, where you want to start playing some good baseball. We're about to enter September. There's nothing like September baseball, man. Nothing like it. But when you look at Seattle's schedule, they, they're going to run into the Mets. They're not a good team. But now you got to play the Reds, the Rays, and the Dodgers. All three of those Dodgers are great. But the Reds and the Rays, man, they're trying to make a push, too. They're right there. So those are going to be some great series. If Seattle can get through, they're pretty much unscathed and in the same position maybe two or three games back. That, those last 12 days is gonna be magic in Seattle because now you got Oakland, which we know is not a very good team this year, but then you got six of your last nine games, you're gonna play Texas. and you got Houston mixed in there too. The two teams that you have got to beat. So they hold all the cards, man, they, they hold it. You got your destiny right in front of you. You're gonna play the Rangers, six of your life. you end up with the Rangers. Uh, In the last, what, a four-game series, I believe it is. So, they're right there. You're playing well right now. You're making a move. It's going to be exciting for Seattle. I think they can do it. But they have to get through these first couple weeks in September, fellas. And they're going to play some tough teams, man. Those Reds and Rays now, they don't mess around either. So, it's going to be exciting for Seattle. I'm happy for for baseball up, up in that area right now.
2: All right, Dave, I want to go to the mysterious case of Cody Bellinger. We all remember a few years ago, MVP candidate, and then just falls off a cliff, you know, hit 193 in both 2021 and 2022, or at least totaled that in those seasons combined. Um, Now he takes the one-year prove-it deal with the Cubs, and he's back, it seems like. 322, 20 home runs, career low strikeout rate. Do you think Bellinger is legitimately back? And how much of this is just due to a change of scenery?
8: Well, fellas, change of scenery is good sometimes. Uh, I know sometimes that pressure can get on your back when you're with an organization and uh, the expectations are so high. But whenever you go to a new team, like when I went to Cleveland, I wanted to show Cleveland that, I, that I'm a great hitter when I, when I was traded there from the Braves. Cody Bellinger came into this season with something to prove. There's a lot of negative people out there talking about this guy is is not going to come back. That he's not capable of being the type of player who gave you an MVP a few years ago. So when you're Cody Bellinger, and in my opinion, I love Cody Bellinger. I think he's a gamer. I think he's a difference maker. And I think this year, his health, uh, the big part of his success, I think a lot of it may be his health, as well as, guys, he's playing in Chicago. Chicago's a, a smaller a smaller ballpark than than playing out there in L.A. You know they call it the friendly confines for a reason. You know you don't have to swing as hard to get one out of out of Chicago. And and also I'm gonna tell you this. You know, in my opinion, Cody Bellinger at times over swings. He was an overswinger. trying to hit the every 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 swing is trying to hit it 500 feet. But I think another thing that has helped Cody Bellinger guys is you no longer can put that shift on him. He's a very pull conscious guy. You can't put that ship like you used to in past years, right? Right. So now, now there's more openings on that side. You know, less opportunity for the defense to to suck up some of those balls that he was hitting a few years ago. I love Cody Bellinger. He's only 28 years old, former Rookie of the Year, former MVP. I think he's he's all the way back from the shoulder injuries that, that he's had. Playing with a with a great ball club, they're right in the mix of things. He's a difference maker, fellas. I'm happy for him, but, you know, when they give you a one-year contract and people are talking about, a lot of junk about you, you know, sometimes you, you got to prove it to them. And that's what Cody Bellinger is doing this year. He's proving that he's not done. I mean, age-wise, he's in the middle of it. Right. At 28 years old, you're in the middle of your prime right now. Right. So I'm, I'm happy for Cody. I played with his dad. I love the Bellinger family, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best.
4: Look, man, you talk about proving it. Uh, the Nationals just signed manager Dave Martinez to a multi year extension. Maybe because they thought he proved that he was a high end manager when he won the World Series in 2019. But he's under 500 cents and they're 23 and a half games back in the NL East. Did the Nationals jump the gun giving him his money?
8: Well, fellas, uh, you know what? I don't care what kind of, I don't care how great a manager you are. You ain't got the horses. You're not gonna do nothing. Unless that's like I could be a great horse trainer, but I, I ain't gonna win the Kentucky Derby with a with a donkey, right? Back then, <laughs> hey, 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 back then Dave Martinez won that World Series with Strasburg, Scherzer, Soto, Rendon, Trey Turner. You know, all those guys are gone now. I'll tell you this, fellas: Mark Lerner, Mike Rizzo, Dave Martinez—they're all on the same page. Mark Lerner and Rizzo, they love Dave Martinez on and off the field. They love his leadership ability. You've seen what he's capable of. He's already given you a long series. I think they're in a rebuilding stage. When you look at all the reports coming out of the Washington Nationals, they know they're rebuilding. They like the young talent that they have, and they're willing to be patient. And Rizzo, Lerner, they believe Dave Martinez is the right guy for that. And if I'm Dave Martinez, hell, I want to keep that relationship going because after that 2019 season, they've been at the, you know, what, the basement, the basement of that division since then. So for Dave Martinez to have that support from Mark Lerner and Rizzo, that tells you how much, how much, not only how much they feel about his abilities, uh, as, as a manager, uh, but also they're all on the same page and willing to be patient and rebuild and, I'm happy for Dave Martinez. I'm always happy for guys when they can get a new contract. I know he's committed. I know he loves that organization. I know he loves that team. And uh, all the players, man, they all like him. And again, when you win a World Series as a manager, doesn't that, doesn't that afford you a few years? Uh, you know what I mean? It gives you a few. years, should right right <laughs> get <you> a few <laughs> years. Sure. Now, now, fellas, now, fellas, now two years from now, Two years from now, they're still in the basement. That might be a different conversation. Okay. But right now, I, I, think, I think they're all on the same page.
2: All right. That's our man, David Justice with Baseball Justice. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you.
8: All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. I'll talk to you. All
2: right, my man. Trash Talk is next. It's your time to shine. 877-99 on Fox. You can trash anyone or anything in the world of sports, even my co-host. That's next. I ah, a couple Fox Sports Radio.
3: <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
6: Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles. Aspects the gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go. The
0: Therapy for Black Girls Podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose,
4: It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit.
7: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All right, it's the iCouple Live from the TiredRack.com studios, and we're brought to you, sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can bring out a whole new you, and BetterHelp makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist. You can get 10% off your first month, of online therapy at BetterHelp, B E T T E R H E L P. dot slash i couple. It is time for Trash Talking Tuesday.
3: Don't you ever talk about me? It's, it's Trash Talking Tuesday.
2: It's your teeth, Reggie. I don't know whether to smile at you or kick a field goal, man. All right, we're gonna start off with Russ in Austin, Texas. Russ, who you trashing?
8: I'm trashing Rob Parker. Hmm. For, for, for trashing my man Bucky Brooks, that day he was sitting facts on Aaron Rodgers being washed up. It was Jordan Love time. So Bucky, keep keep preaching the football gods. You the man. <laughs> wow. I appreciate it. Wow. See that, Chris,
2: they know hey. the people know. People champ uh, over here. The people know. (laughs) They definitely know, bro. (laughs) All right, let's move on to Rob G. Rob G, you want to trash somebody. Of course I want to trash somebody. Like Rob Parker said, if I'm writing, I'm ripping. I want to trash Gilbert Arenas because... Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Gilbert Reigns. Come on the show next week. man. We'll talk about it. It's one thing for you to just agree with Steph Curry being the greatest point guard of all time. That's debatable, right? It's something else entirely for you to say. The reason why he's the greatest is because when I go to the parks and the AAU, more people play like Steph than Magic Johnson. Well, more big men play like DeAndre Jordan than Shaquille O'Neal. That does not mean that DJ (laughs) is better than Shaq. Stop it, Gil. Good point. Good point. That's going to be hard for Gil to uh to rebut. So good job Rob G. Uh Mark wants to trash somebody? Who you trashing?
7: I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and trash the White Sox uh, farm, uh management. They have been horrible for the past couple of years. So empty the building, get all of management out.
2: Well, that's wow. smart. I mean, the way, you know, they've been playing what about Tim Anderson? There's a little talk about moving on from him.
7: Hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, Tim. Wow.
4: Wow. wow. Getting okay. rid of all of them. Get rid Don't of use all use the, white the
2: word hit with Tim, though. It's like <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he may
6: not <laughs> that, like
4: that.
2: that. That's a little He system. may take
7: exception and a, take a left. <laughs> take a left and a right.
2: Right, right. All right, B Finn, the loquacious yeah. one. Who you trash?
7: I'm trashing Baker Mayfield. How does this guy keep wow. getting opportunities as a starting quarterback? To the point of which, he continues to be a guy where we live in the past. We think what he once was, maybe in college, he's never reached that again, anything at that level when it comes to the NFL. This man is better served at offering his services as a clown at kids' birthdays. Wow. And I think that might Ooh. be better for him and what he is good at as far as his personality and always being rambunctious and outspoken. B
2: Finn, mm. tell us what you really think. <laughs> My gosh.
7: Yeah, B Finn. B. Finn. That's not why we
2: call with... him loquacious. Uh, Bucky.
4: Yeah. yeah, B Finn not happy with Baker Mayfield. No, normally, what no. happens, hey, man, you're number one overall pick at quarterback. You can get two or three bites at the apple. I would think this might be the last opportunity for him to start if it goes awry. But normally, if you're a high end pick, think of, look at Sam Darnold. You get multiple opportunities to be a guy because everyone wants to say, like, hey, someone took him up high. He has to have enough talent to be what maybe we think he could be.
2: Do you think, darn, I mean, I don't know where this came from, but Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan said he could be another Steve Young. I don't know if that was joking. I didn't see the interview. I just saw the quote. Do you think, you know, a lot of people think anybody can play well in Shanahan's offense as a quarterback. You think Darnold could actually have some success there?
4: I mean, he can. I mean, we've seen Kyle Shanahan do it with lesser guys. I mean, Sam Darnold has talent. I don't know if he's the most instinctive at the position right. uh, when it comes to, like, going through his reads and doing that. But a lot of times what Shanahan does is he kind of makes it dummy-proof for the quarterback. You know, it's the two-man reads. Uh, the play action, the run action sets up everything. So, yeah, he can have a chance. He has the most talent maybe of the guys that are in the building in terms of being able to throw it and put it together. But, you know, having talent and playing well, two different things.
2: All right, Bucky, we would be remiss if we didn't give you an opportunity to trash somebody.
4: So. I don't really have anyone to trash. The only thing I can say is, man, I, I love the different side of Aaron Rodgers that I'm seeing on Hard Knocks with the Jets. I am sure I that the Green Bay Packers would have loved to seen the guy that wants to be mentor man, <laughs> leader guy, franchise guy, all things that he's showing the New York Jets. Uh, but this is a legacy play. If he is able to get the Jets, um, you know, like deep into the postseason, but also help Zach Wilson become a better player, where he can hand the baton to Wilson and this franchise continue to play at a high level, we'll look at Aaron Rodgers differently. I'm just sure that the franchise in Green Bay would have loved to see him do the same thing with Jordan Love.
2: No, I look, I, I'm with you all the way on that. Um, and you've obviously had some strong opinions on Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to get to that at the top of the next hour. So keep it locked. It's the I Couple, Chris Broussard, Bucky Brooks, Fox Sports Radio.